It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. Welcome to another episode of the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. Even on Christmas, guys, we are here, a special Christmas episode. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. With me in this in the KFG studios, my business partners and fellow CFPs, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Yeah, Merry Christmas to all of you. Well, are you feeling any of the financial stress that tends to surround this season? How do you keep the joy in this season? Today, we're going to be talking about our solution that helps to eliminate the Christmas financial stress on the Wise Money Show. Eliminate, is a, that's an intentional word there, right? It, this isn't a, well, it's a little quick fix or it's a little patch you can put. No, this will eliminate it, and we're excited to help you with it. If you have questions for the show, we'd love we'd love to answer them on the show. But if you have questions also in your personal life, we're happy to help you with those as well. You can reach out to us a few different ways. Call or text 574-222-2000. That's 574-222-2000. Online, wisemoneyshow.com. You can submit questions right there on the right. And then all over social media, lots of engagement there. YouTube channel gets a lot of questions. Just search the Wise Money Show wherever you're at and engage with us that way. All right, so yeah, this is a special Christmas episode. Now I'll tell you, okay, what, what we've been doing this seven years, eight years now? I don't know, a long time. It seems like forever. Mike. We've never <laughs> done a rerun. And I remember in our first year, we were talking about, well, how do we do this? And the folks that were helping us said, oh, yeah, you do reruns. We've never done a rerun. No, no, no. They didn't say do a rerun. They said do a best of show. Oh, best of show. That's and right. the Which problem is, is mash up <laughs> we've, ne- we've never been able to come up with one of that's those. That's right. That's right. I don't think today is going to come even close, to be honest. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but this, we're recording this in advance. It's a special Christmas episode airing airing uh, on Christmas Day. And listen, it, what what it makes me think of financially is like what Josh said, the stress that people carry around this season. This season's not about stress. It, it's, uh, I mean, if you're Christian, it's about celebrating the birth of Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. And for so many others and those as well, it's about spending time with family and all of that. Not about financial stress, and yet we all feel it. So guys, before we get into permanently eliminating that financial stress forever. That's what we're going to help you with right now. What are some of the causes? Let's just popcorn some of those. Well, yeah, I mean, hopefully you're not thinking about this this morning, but uh, maybe a week or maybe three weeks from now, there there may be a credit card balance coming. And anytime that we start spending before we've got it, there's stress that that brings because it's like, well, now I need to actually pay for Christmas. Yeah. And uh, swiping the credit card throughout the past several weeks uh, is not paying for it. It's borrowing and uh, putting yourself in a hole. And sometimes that can be a major source of stress for people. And and uh, sometimes, and I got I got to be honest, I, I, you know, I fall into this sometimes. Well, I'm going to swipe it because I'll get some points. I'll swipe it to get some points. I'll swipe it to get some points. And then all of a sudden the bill comes and I... And it's hard for me to remember, okay, wait, <laughs> how many points was I trying to get here? Right? And that's easy That's easy to do over the holidays. So that justification. What other reasons? Well, I think there it's possible when you think of financial stress, and Josh, you're talking about the, the credit card bill that might be coming in January, but it, it might feel stressful even this morning. Now, we're, we're the greatest gift to us on the Wise Money Show is that you would actually listen or watch and try and gain some financial wisdom. That's what we're, we're yeah. trying to mm-hmm. do. But 
a lot of times in the in the kind of the, the fog of life and you're and you're going through and you're, you're working on things, maybe your spouse, you might not have agreed with how uh, the, the, the finances were going to go this Christmas. Mm-hmm. You might not agreed on how much you were going to spend on the trip. You might be on a trip right now. I know on the 25th of December, um, there won't be any frost on our windshield. And so, nice. you, yeah, so you, you just, you, it's possible that with the holiday rush, the parties, the, all this other stuff going on, you haven't had the time to just do the work that's required with your spouse to get on the same sheet of Christmas music. Again. Uh, I right. completely agree. That's good. I, our first, and I've done, we've talked about this. Maybe I'll talk about it later on the show. Our first Christmas as a married couple was very stressful because we we saw we saw the finances of Christmas differently. Um, I had also on my list, Kevin. You mentioned it. The expense of travel is very busy travel season because you're trying to be with family, right? And and that can be very expensive. But then also it's expensive hosting. Whether you're going somewhere, and you know it's really nice of you to bring that fruitcake, but if you're hosting, uh, it's, it is expensive. Lori brings a fruitcake to every one of those Christmas parties. <laughs> so you know, is the, it the same one each time? Yes. But Picks you know it what? Up as she leaves, <laughs> takes it to the next party. His name is Kevin. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, that he is fruitcake. If, okay. uh, but but if you're if you're hosting, even if you're great at budgeting, but you're hosting lots of Christmas or holiday parties you likely haven't budgeted for that. So that one can create some stress. Yeah, I mean, it's easy to get caught up in the the giving season, right? Sometimes maybe because you just really enjoy giving, and if you don't have that game plan that you and your spouse have agreed upon, you may just start spending, and it's all about those those smiles and the, the hugs and the joy on Christmas Day, and, and then the aftermath comes. Sometimes it's it's the opposite, though. It's like, you feel obligated to to start giving. Oh, so and so gave me a gift. I better go get them something now. And uh, or, or even the charitable giving right. that's based on guilt. All of these things ultimately can uh, cause your dollars to be uh, part ways with you, I guess. And uh, that can that can create some stress when you realize the aftermath when it's all said and done. Okay, so you you tipped our hand a little bit, and that is you know I, the, some of the financial stress we feel is guilt. We're actually going to address that in, in coming coming up. But uh, you mentioned the cost of gifts and all of that and the growing list of people that you'll be buying for or could be buying for yet. There's certainly a lot of financial stress there. I, I wouldn't normally add this one to the list, but inflation is real, right? Like yeah. it is more expensive this year to give the same, you know, tie to your dad that uh, you gave the past seven years in a row. Uh, life's just getting more expensive, and if if you if your financial life or your plan hasn't kept pace with that, then it, it could be a more stressful season for you this year. Okay, so how do you eliminate that stress permanently? Is it to you know to to go move and live in a you know utopia somewhere, or like what? It, or, or do you just is this a tension to manage? Do you just suffer through it? I would argue. I think we all would argue there is a way to permanently solve this. And uh, let's talk about that solution. Yeah, I I think it's important to recognize that stress is an effect, right? It's not the cause. The cause uh, often is not having a plan in your financial life and uh, not matching up the resources that you have with the most important priorities. And one of the the ways that we um, 
encourage people to have a plan. It's in the area of cash flow. And how do you, the, the dreaded B word is going to come out, the, the family budget. Can you have even a game plan or a budget, a spending plan for Christmas that you are really working throughout the entire year? And again, not trying to just solve for it after the spending's done when the holidays and all the, all the joy and all the activity has expired here. Yeah, I think the other thing that you can do is to not listen to some of the people that you're going to see at the Christmas party, hmm. some of the people that you've chosen to not see all year, but they're unavoidable at the Christmas time <laughs> or various holiday or sometimes it's family, sometimes it's just social folks. But there, there's usually a, a guy in every group that wants to talk about and tell you about all the amazing financial things that uh-huh, he's, yeah. he's accomplished and and um, so I think what you, you want to do is to kind of ground yourself and remind yourself who you are, what your plan is, and and be at peace with that. We're going to yeah. get super practical coming up and, and help you dive into what that solution is that Josh shared and help you eliminate the financial stress from Christmas permanently from here on out. So that and more coming up on The Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. How can you eliminate the financial stress around the holidays for good? Not just eliminate it, uh, you know, for a season or once or whatever. How can you get rid of it forever? We're helping you with that right now. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. With me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Every episode of the Wise Money Show is on podcast. Go check it out wherever you listen to podcasts. Search the Wise Money Show and subscribe or follow us there and rate the program. We appreciate it. Okay, so we're talking about the the financial stress that we all tend to feel around the holiday season, whether it's gifts are getting more expensive or there's too many gifts to buy or I've got to travel or I've got to host parties or whatever it is. There's lots of financial stress or the person bragging about how much they made in crypto this year, right? Or the raise that they got or the whatever, right? All of that is financial stress, financial baggage. There is a way to eliminate that for good. And I'm going to tell you at the risk of rambling here, I'll tell you a little story. Our first Christmas as a married couple, Cindy and I celebrated 15 years of wedding bliss. Yeah, uh, happy anniversary. Thank you this year. And so the first one we got, so we got married in December 2nd and um, Cindy is so giving and so caring and she just loves to, she's very social and loves to connect with people, all the things that I'm not. And, <laughs> uh, and so Christmas for her growing up and how she wanted it to be as a young adult was let's have a long list of people we buy for and get them lots of gifts. And, and that's how we do the season. And for my family growing up, it was more frugal and it was more um, about just being together. Now, we always had gifts to open uh, on Christmas morning. Actually, my my folks never wrapped the gifts. I don't know if you're... <laughs> That's my style right like there. They that just, is they just very threw it Amazon box is a nice wrapping, uh, they in just my opinion. They threw it under the tree. But but we I don't know. Like, we'd get five presents. And I mean, some of these were nice. But uh, I remember... Guys, okay, I'm going to go long-winded here. I remember when my parents finally got us a Game Boy. All of all of our friends had, you know, 
Nintendos and all this stuff, and mm-hmm. we couldn't. But they got us a Game Boy. Why? Because we drove up to Meyer in our station wagon. I remember this. And we're, we're getting groceries. It's, it's in December. And we opened the door. It was a two-door, so I'm trying to get out of the back. <laughs> and I look down in the snow, and there's a $100 bill. I'm not kidding. And Game Boys were yeah, $100. Bucks. And that's what my folks used to buy us a Game Boy. Because so anyway so the money just, that you found the money that we found that's right <laughs> yeah. and it was a snowstorm so it's not like I'm sure because I just know how they are I'm sure they looked around and I think yeah. I brought this up to my mom and she even made some attempt to see if someone lost it sure mom okay but uh, but so we had a Game Boy that year but anyway like so normally Christmas wasn't about the gifts so much it was just about you know the traditions and all that well of course and I'm finding I'm frugal so Cindy and I get married our first Christmas and. She's wanting to spend all this money, and I feel like I've got as much as she wants to spend, I've got to overpower that with no, let's not spend. Mm. And let me tell you how much joy there was that season. <laughs> Just ho, ho, ho. put yourself there. Has right? it gotten better with time, though? So, so here's what we decided. It has because of this. After that, I said, we don't want to argue at Christmas, and we don't want this financial stress. Let's have fun, and let's enjoy it. And so listen, let's just right now um, – come up with, all right, here's how much we think we should spend. And it's sort of a compromise and uh, for Christmas. And I'll divide that number by 12. And we'll s- automatically start saving that number every month. And then November 1st, the day after, after Halloween, I'll just take that money out. I'll give it to you. And you can buy as, much, as many presents as you want with that amount of money. And that's it. That's what we've done every single year. Now, every single year, that means we've got to talk about this twice. How much do you think we should spend mm-hmm. so that I'm setting the right amount aside? And then when we draw the money, okay, was this enough this year because of inflation and everything? So so do you have that conversation on Christmas for next Christmas? When, no, when do you have that? No, it's usually the week after Christmas. Okay. You know, how'd it go? Like, you know, because she, she likes to buy gifts. And so it's like, hey, how'd it go? You know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but so we have to recalibrate it twice. But this entire concept, that process, that's not a, that's not Christmas. Some credit unions call that Christmas club. That's not just for Christmas. Right. That's for anything financial that you want to do that doesn't happen every single month. Yeah. It's that's that process of all right. Well, how much will it cost out there in the future? Let me divide that by whatever it's going to take. Okay, and then automatically set that money aside, and then. Presto, it yep. shows up. It's there when you need it. I mean, you're you're describing the most important part of the three bank account system. It's the one that gets dropped or missed the most. You know, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that the three bank account system is how we encourage people to help set up their bank accounts in a way that supports their spending plan. And it's literally three different bank accounts for three different types of spending. And one of the types of spending is the immediate spending. It's the the monthly day-to-day type of spending, putting food on the table, gas in your car, maybe making your mortgage or rent payment. Um, The things that happen every single month like clockwork, and you have to budget for those things. You have to be able to cover them, right? Otherwise, it's just major consequences if you don't. But these are the areas that people don't generally struggle with because of the frequency and the predictability of those types of, of bills or expenses. The ones that people struggle with are number two and number three. That's the delayed spending or those non monthly expenses, the things that come around often in bigger chunks. Sometimes at sporadic times throughout the year, 
sometimes at predictable. You know, Christmas is certainly one that shouldn't surprise us every year, but often people show up around Thanksgiving and are like, boy, Christmas is around the corner. How are we going to cover this? Yeah. Well, the the solution is by turning those non-monthly expenses into the same monthly pattern that you're used to with all of the prior bills that I was I was just referring to. It's exactly what you just described. Yeah. Set aside a little bit every month, and then there's no major stress when it comes time to buy those gifts. You've already essentially pre-funded them throughout the year. Or when it comes time to put tires on the car. At least for me, tires always seem like, wait, what? What? I've got to... <laughs> I, I just gotta, did this. I just did this. But guess what, guys? It's pretty stinking predictable, right? right? It you, is. Right? And so, but yet it, it catches most of us by surprise. And then wham, you've got, you know, $700 expense or $1,200 expense or more, depending on your vehicle. And, and then it creates some financial stress. And so setting that money aside and now... Uh, we've done several shows on this. We're not going to go too deep into it right now, but doing that automatically, mm-hmm. that, that's the key, setting that transfer up automatically. The third account is the third type. Oh, go ahead, Josh. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, we, we don't want to leave that one out. Emergency spending is the third one. Having an emergency spending account, the rainy day fund. Typically, we think of this as interruption to income or major expenses that are not on the horizon. Christmas is not an emergency. But often people are rating their only true cash reserve because, well, it feels like an urgency. It's something that you value but didn't plan for. And so you start going to whatever piggy bank you can find. And sometimes that's the emergency fund. I don't I don't I don't care where you are in your financial life. If you're if you're running your cash flow and uh, off of a structure like this or similar to this, fantastic. And, you know, the piece that we're talking about. If you're not, whether you've got big income or little income, you need to have this sort of structure. If you have, if if you're blessed with big income and you don't have this structure, it means potentially some of that income is slipping through your fingers and is not going where you intentionally want it to go. You're not able to contribute as much as you possibly could towards your goals. Um, And if you don't have as much income, if your finances are a little bit tighter, you've got to put this in place so that you can relieve that stress, that financial stress, because you might feel a little that things are more tight all the time. And so, gosh, this is this is the one principle out of, you know, 20 years of doing this that I've seen change the most people's lives. For sure. And so we want that for you. We want that for you. Work with your CFP to get some help on that. We're going to pick this back up and talk about some other financial stressors around Christmas. That and more coming up on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. There's lots of financial stress around the holidays. We're helping you eliminate that right now. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. With me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Stay up to date on all Wise Money content. Find us online, wisemoneyshow.com, and then all over social media, wherever you're at, we are there as well. All right, so one of the main stressors, uh, financial stressors, or okay, one of the main stressors around Christmas is your in-laws. Actually, that's probably not <laughs> But we can't help you with that. Uh, so, but it's, uh, it's, it's, Financial stressors is around managing cash flow. And oh, that sounds so terrible, but we've all felt it. And there is a permanent solution to eliminate that financial stress forever. And that's that three bank account system 
that we just talked about. Before we go on to some other financial stress around this season, Kevin, anything else you'd add around the three bank account system? No, I well, I like the three bank account system because when you think about your financial life, I want you to think about an operating system. And you say, well, what's an operating system? Well, if you have a computer, it's likely that Windows would be your operating system or Sequoia or I don't know what the other things are with Apple, whatever. But that you have an operating system. And so everyone has an operating system for their financial life right now. And you say, I don't, my financial life's in complete and utter turmoil and chaos. Well, that's your operating system. That's not a great one. I would encourage you it to, to figure out, okay, well, what does it look like to have a three bank account system where I've got my immediate spending, my delayed spending, my emergency fund. And I, the, a story that I love to tell is of some clients uh, that we started working with a long time ago. And he actually is a, a very unassuming guy. Uh, she's a stay-at-home mom. And he just figured out some things and they make a half million bucks a year. And they started early on with the envelope system. And even today, with him making a half million bucks a year, they use the envelope system. That's awesome. And their financial results are just ridiculous. Like you can't imagine. And it is hard to imagine because if you've never, if you've never been there or done that. I mean, I talked to a guy this week who runs a successful business and he said, well, you know, growing up, our power would be off for weeks at a time. And you're like, ah, that, I don't, I don't fully understand that. I'm, but that would impact how someone feels about their financial life. And, but that's made him uh, impulsive as it relates to his spending mm. and kind of a chronic user of credit cards and mm. other things. So this is a, you know, I love uh, days like Christmas. I love the end of the year because it does, um, if you do get a little bit more space and some contemplative time and time to reflect, you say, well, let me think about my operating system and how today went is kind of an effect of mm. that. The cause is my operating system. Today is an effect. Today went well financially, and most people don't think about how things went financially on Christmas, but am I feeling stress or not related to my financial life? Yeah. So I, I want to encourage you if, you are, if your operating system is turmoil, tumult, and chaos to, to make a declaration right now and drive a stake in the ground and say, no, I'm going to make a change. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's tough. It's super tough, but you can do it. I love your story of this couple that's still doing the same disciplined approach that they did early on in their marriage, mm-hmm. even when they're making a half million. There may be some listening, though, that think, well, of course they're getting great results because they make a half million dollars. Mm-mm. No. You know, so, someone making a half a million dollars is paying, I would argue, more than their fair share of taxes. Mm-hmm. And you know, has just as many uh, demands on their cash flow and temptations to spend that everyone else does. And in fact, it may be the the more money you make, maybe the more careful you have to be with your spending and kind of holding that back because there are plenty of people in the world that make a half a million dollars and spend a half a million dollars. Yeah, there's there's lots of folks that make a half a million dollars that have nothing to show for it. Exactly. So 
ha- having something to show for it, even with a half a million dollars or a hundred thousand dollars or fifty thousand dollars, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It is all about the discipline and the habits that you put in place. Yep. So uh, yeah. yeah, keep keep telling that story. I, I love that. Kevin, yeah. Uh, favorite Christmas movie. Um, I love a Christmas Carol. That that to me is just hands down quite possibly the greatest Christmas movie other than, you know, the Christmas story where <laughs> I No, 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 not no, not the Christmas story. I'm talking about the oh, Christmas uh, story. The birth right. of Jesus. The yeah. birth of Jesus. The original. The, yes, the original Christmas story. Yeah. Josh, that, Josh yeah. what's your favorite? I, I grew up so this is just a tradition, but as a young kid watching the Christmas Carol but the Disney version, like oh, yeah. it, that just makes it feel like Christmas when I get to have that nostalgia. I'm glad you guys said kids. that because if I, you Are know, you Polar Express, if I were to rank them, my least favorite would be the Christmas Carol. <laughs> it is so depressing. <laughs> it's so depressing. No, so, it's, I don't it's, know. it's, it's, it's a grounding. Yeah. It's grounding. It's, 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 it's a gentle nudge yeah, I like to it. say, look, look, Scrooge. <laughs> Let me put a couple more lumps of coal in the fire. Here. Now, Scrooged, <laughs> Bill Murray, the 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 twist on Christmas Carol. Down, that is good. Okay, it, probably Christmas Story or it, Christmas Vacation. Let's be honest, Christmas Vacation is my favorite. That's a, sure. that's a fun Certainly one. A I like, but dude, I like the old ones. I I like uh, where Jimmy in the bank, and he's like, "Come on, you can. Your your loan oh. is uh, Jimmy Stewart." No, the, where the bank is going under? <laughs> I have no idea. What, what? Oh, it's a wonderful yeah, life. Yeah, it's a wonderful. wonderful life. Oh, man, all of those. And some Bing Crosby Christmas movies. There, there yeah, are some. White Christmas is well, another. A Miracle on 34th Street. So the reason man, why, those are good movies. The reason why I brought this up is, is with the Christmas Carol, there's like regret, right? He's going through and he's looking at the past and there's regret and seeing where things are today. Regret. And then the future. There's regret, right? Because the future didn't quite turn out the way that he wanted, right? And so some of the financial stress you could be, or stress you're feeling around Christmas could just be some regret. Mm -hmm. And and what's the antidote to having some financial regret? Uh, Not make mistakes? Nope. Nope. You're going to make mistakes. Uh, So I have, and I will, right? Uh, We all will. I would argue, we would argue, the way to relieve that financial stress is having a plan. Mm-hmm. And knowing where you stand in regards to that plan. Because, listen, working with your CFP, doing comprehensive financial planning, you're going to create a plan, but that's not their value. Their value is adapting the plan, adjusting the plan, because you're going to be off track. You're going to make a mistake. Something crazy is going to need to happen. And so the antidote to that financial regret is is having a plan and working with a certified financial planner on comprehensive financial planning. Yeah, I have this image in my mind right now of of someone standing at a crossroads or a fork in the road with may- maybe multiple paths that they could take in life, and they just start charging down one of them, and they realize it took them to the wrong place. That that to me is regret. It's it's maybe I could have chosen differently way back then, and that's exactly what financial planning is all about. It's it's working with someone who can help you understand the destination that this choice or this pattern of choices will take you down and maybe helping you get back on, on the right path. So I, I agree with you that uh, being proactive in the way that you look down the road 
and understand that the choices you make today are going to take you somewhere. Do you like where it will go? Mm-hmm. That's what a financial planner is supposed to help you with. And part of the, re- the, the redemption is so sweet in A Christmas Carol because of the reflection mm-hmm. and the mistakes that that were made. Mm-hmm. So the freedom that comes from being at peace with, hey, yeah, I made lots of mistakes, uh, but going forward, I'm not going to. Yeah. yeah. Love yeah. it. Okay. All right. Well, that... so are you a fan of the Christmas Carol now? Did we talk you into uh, it? No. It makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me it, But there is, just like we've shared, it's a great parallel to the benefits of doing financial planning to someone who's seen that path and where it goes and can show you and then help you make better choices. All right. We've got more coming up on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. All right, we're helping you get rid of that financial stress, even the financial regret. And then right now, we're going to help you get rid of one of the major financial concerns or worries or or, or uh, bits of confusion that often accompany the holidays. We're helping you with that right now. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. With me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Every episode of The Wise Money Show is on the YouTube channel. Go check it out. Go to YouTube, search The Wise Money Show. Follow us there and subscribe to it. Leave comments. And if you like the content, like the content. All right. So right now, it's a special Christmas edition, uh, Christmas episode of The Wise Money Show, recorded in advance, still airing uh, right here on Christmas Day. And we're helping you eliminate for good the financial stressors that tend to I don't know, crowd out joy this time of year. And the main, 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 main one is all of the financial expenses that come around this time of year. And the antidote to that is the three bank account system. Um, But another financial stressor could be regret. Could be the regret that you didn't buy Dogecoin at the whatever pennies or I don't know. But, but, um, But how do you... How do you get rid of that regrets? Having a plan and working with a comprehensive financial planner. And then as I was thinking through this, not 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 a stretch at all. It, this is we've seen this with clients. Another financial stress that can happen this time of year is, well, for my adult children or for my favorite charity, I want to make a donation. I want to bless them. I'm not sure how to do it. Or I've been doing it a certain way all these years, is that the right way? And that can create some financial angst, if you will. Maybe not stress, but some angst. And so I don't know, let's just talk about, all right, if you're making a donation, let's first say to a charity, you're making a gift to a charity, what is, what, what's the best way to do that? Well, there are a number of ways to do it. And as financial planners, we kind of geek out on this stuff. Like, all right, what my mind goes to immediately, well, I better be giving you know, $400 to Bethel University because that gets me a $200 credit on my Indiana state tax return. And you, you start thinking, okay, well, what are, what are the, I'm giving because I believe in certain charities, causes, organizations, what have you. But also if I'm giving, what are the, what are, are there some benefits that accrue to me in the process of doing that giving? So one, and the way it is now, uh, you can do online using a, a credit card or a, a, actually a bank draft coming right out of your bank. There are a lot of different – it's it's easier now to give money than it ever was before. It used to be, all right, I have to write a check, put it in the mail, 
it gets to the charity. And if it's the 25th today, mail's not happening today. It's not happening tomorrow. Okay, it'll it'll go out on Monday. Is it going to get there? Um, right. And granted, it's postmarked, so I get to, I can claim it in this calendar year. But if their statement, if their giving statement to me doesn't reflect it, it's just a little bit of a royal pain in the neck. Yeah. So I I would encourage you, if you're going to, if there's giving that you need to do, the same way you would plan out what should your three three bank account system look like and all of the other giving, uh, all of the other financial things, I would encourage you to have your giving planned and say, what are the organizations that we're giving to and how are we going to do it? And so you think, okay, well, okay, so I'm giving my $400 every year because I get a $200 credit. And then if I'm 72 or older and doing any kind of charitable giving, I want to consider a, a, a QCD, a, a Qualified Charitable Distribution, where I send money directly from my IRA that's never had any taxes paid on it to the organization. And the beauty of that is I don't pay federal or state taxes on that. So that's a the QCD is a sweet, sweet, sweet uh, opportunity to um, kind of maximize your your giving. That that's one of the biggest changes I've observed over the past couple of years in how people give, or the timing of of how people give when they give. Um, it, you know, folks who maybe for their entire adult life have maybe given every single month like clockwork or maybe even every single week as the off- offering plate goes by in church or whatever, and they're used to that rhythm. Now, all of a sudden, because of some of the recent tax laws uh, and this QCD, maybe it makes sense to give in chunks throughout the year and have it come straight out of your IRA because it allows you to reduce the amount of income that's going to even show up on your tax return. So, yeah, those who are over age 70 and a half and have this at their disposal, um, you know, not just accepting the past pattern, but maybe thinking about an even better way to give. The same dollars get to the the church or the charity or whatever. It maybe shows up in a different pattern, but ultimately it's uh, it's lower tax bill to you, which means either more giving can can be given or uh, more dollars for you to enjoy in your retirement. Yeah, so we're back to the operating system because you might say, "I've always done it this way." Well, listen, if you've already, uh, if you, if you've always done it this way, and this is kind of the 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 geeky approach to giving, you're like, "Well, can't you just think about giving and, and just leave it there?" No, no, no. I want to think about giving and think, "Well, all right, if I'm giving, am I itemizing?" Because if I'm not itemizing, it might make sense to give the gifts once. Every other year. Yeah. Now, you, so I know you're listening, and so I would just say suspend disbelief because you say, no, I'm not going to do it that way. Well, just hear me out here for a second. What you could do is if you said, hey, I'm going to give, you know, it's the end of the year and I give uh, once a year. If you're on the bubble, whether you itemize or not, you could take your 2021 gift and your 2022 gift. If you had the resources in it, that were liquid and, you, and it worked in your situation, but you could combine those and put them into what's called a donor advised fund. So as soon as the money goes into the donor advised fund, you're getting the deduction. So if I if I gave, uh, I, let's just say twenty thousand a year, that's not enough to itemize. It, it as a, for a married couple, it'd be need to be twenty six or whatever the number is. 
Well, if I did that for two years, it'd be 40000 in one year. I put that 40000 into a donor-advised fund, and then I can still tip that donor-advised fund on its side and distribute the money from the donor-advised fund in the same timing or the same rhythm that I would have from my checking account or brokerage account, wherever I'm giving from. But it is, the the, the donor-advised fund is quickly becoming a, a kind of a favorite yeah. because of the flexibility that it gives people. And specifically, the flexibility on when you get the tax write-off. Right. right. Because normally when you give a charitable gift, in the year that you give the gift, you get a tax benefit, hopefully. But with a donor advised fund, you can give it in this year, you know, get the tax uh, gift or the tax write off rather. And then uh, ultimately the money goes to the charity at the timing of your choosing. It could be, you know, over the next five years if you wanted. Yep. We just used this recently with a, a client, a very generous guy who wanted to be a part of a project in his uh, his town. We took highly appreciated stock, mm. so stock that if he were to go sell it and use it to live off of, he would get clobbered with some taxes because of his tax bracket and just the amount of run-up in value over the past two decades. So we took that, gave it to his donor-advised fund, which pays no tax to sell that stock, and he gets this this big write-off, and ultimately he'll choose the timing on when the dollars get re released to this project, which is actually going to be next year and the following. Mm -hmm. So, But this year was a big income year for him. So now is when the tax write-off was going to be more valuable. We were able to take advantage of that because of the donor advised fund. Matching up the donation with the high income. Yes. Exactly. Even, and so sometimes one of the Jedi mind tricks around this idea is people think, well, wait, 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 if I'm giving this big chunk, I don't know if I want to give a big chunk once and then not give to the church or the project or to the to the entity for the next two years. That would mess up their cash flow. Well, the donor advice fund you control, Josh, like you said, you control the timing of when those dollars are dispersed. So it actually doesn't need to influence that end organization at all. They wouldn't right. feel any difference uh, because you're releasing the dollars from the donor advice fund at a specific time. So... Okay, so that's giving, that's a snippet on giving to a charity. We're actually going to do a show coming up about the donor advised fund. Um, and so we'll do a deeper dive on that. What if, and I know this financial angst comes up quite a bit, I want to make a financial gift to my adult child. How do I do that? And there's always this concern, how much can I, can I give? Yeah, um, you know, this comes up a lot around the holidays and uh, or maybe it's at a certain event in your kid's life. Maybe they're getting married or graduating from college or something and you've got a big chunk of money that you somehow want to bless them with. Uh, maybe a parent passed away and now there's an inheritance and you've got some dollars that you want to pass to the third generation in, in line. Um, Keep in mind that you can give up to $15,000 per year without triggering any kind of gift tax implications at all. And so that's often a magic number that people think through. The recipient of that gift is not going to have to count it as income, no matter what. E even if you were to give them $150,000, not fifteen, it's not income to them um, if you're giving cash, if you're writing a check to them. Where it could become income is if you were to give them $15,000 worth of stock, and they sell it to generate the cash. Well, by you giving the stock, 
Now you're also giving them the tax implications of that stock. If it's a stock that you bought ages ago and it's run up in value and it has a lot of profit or capital gain built into it, then they would incur the the tax on that. But that may be a wonderful strategy if they're in a lower tax bracket than you. That's exactly right. That may be an intentional thing that you should consider doing if your kids are in a lower tax bracket than you is gifting gifting stock. Uh, What else would you add, Kevin? Well, I would so Josh hit the one person can give one person fifteen thousand dollars. Yep. And I would say don't get hung up on the fifteen thousand because you can give a whole lot more money than that uh, without gift tax consequences. You just, there's just a little bit over of, your lifetime, right? Yeah, or in in any year, but there's just some administration, you know, file a gift tax return stuff right. like that. But a, a lot of times you're talking about a couple, and uh, so the mom and dad giving to a couple you know, child that might be married. Mm-hmm. So now there's something called gift splitting. So mom and dad, that's 15 and 15, can give to each 15 and 15. So now we're at $60,000. So mom and dad give to husband 30000 Mom and dad give to wife 30000 And then you can even include the kids in that if there are kids. So there, mm-hmm. there, it's, it's likely there's a, a bigger bucket that you could fill up and give money to the kids, then you then you may want to. I would just say, especially with this one, make sure you're working with your planner to talk through the internal finance component of this. Yeah. And why am is this a healthy gift? Yep. If it's healthy for the giver and the receiver, then you know, do it. We're all about it. Yeah. If it's not, let's figure out maybe a different strategy because maybe the problem isn't money. So trying to solve it with money might make it worse. All right. Helpful stuff. Uh, That's all the time we have for today. Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, On behalf of Josh Gregory, Kevin Corhorn, all of us at KFG, have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday for the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated. I think it'd be great to just encourage people, even today, there might be some downtime. If you didn't want to watch the Lions lose, um, you could. <laughs> Are Lions on Christmas this year? Again, we're recording this in advance, but I have no soon? idea. Oh. But I, I just think holidays and Lions losing. <laughs> I mean, they're just—it's <laughs> no. just connected. It's just tradition.